Welcome to another installment of the 30-minute Lamanabra episodes. I want to try to read a little bit from the uh, synopsis that Tim Hollis put together, the National Lemon Abner Society Executive Secretary, who wrote pretty much the content of the Jot em Down journals, but I think the Ossifers uh, conspired together to form some of these opinions. I, I'm finding these 30-minute shows really pretty good so far. I'll agree they're not always the best when it comes to the old 15-minute shows, but they've only been doing it for a few months, whereas the 15-minute shows they've done it for quite a while. But to get started, uh, the article starts out saying the first year of the new wait the first show of the new year brings an immediate change. The three-ring telephone opening of the later 15-minute episodes has been entirely discarded. Instead, the show now opens with Wendell Niles' announcement of Lum and Abner's show on the air for Frigidaire. And after a fanfare, Niles continues, Frigidaire, the division of General Motors, brings you a brand new comedy show starring Lum and Abner. And as the season would continue, the opening was amended to add the names of other cast members. Now, after these announcements, there's still a brief opening before the first commercial. And in this episode, I won't get into too much of the synopsis, but it starts out with Lum getting annoyed at Abner for some of his many mistakes. And Abner tries to uh, prove that he really can uh, get by for a period of time without making any mistakes, which leads to some mix-ups, which leads to comedy. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, but there is a point here that uh, this synopsis points out is during this opening discussion, Abner says something about They've been in business for 17 years. And what this refers to is that 17 years earlier, almost 18 years earlier, they had started their first radio show in 1931. Thanks for sharing that information, Keith. Now, before we enjoy Lamented Bernardin, balancing the books from January 2nd, 1949. Here, keep once again. In case I haven't already said so, uh, you can find more about Loma Abner by visiting the Loma Abner Society's webpage. Uh, do a Google, do a Google search for them, or I believe the URL is lumandabner.org, all ran together, one word. And you can also find more information on Facebook. There is a group, the Lum and Abner Radio Group, which is chock full of lots of fans of Lum and Abner and all things Pine Ridge. Ask your questions. There are plenty of fans who would love to talk to you about Lum and Abner and join the conversation. So with that said, let's get on with the show. Thanks for listening.
the Lum and Abner Show, on the air for Frigidaire. Frigidaire, a division of General Motors, presents a brand new comedy show starring Lum and Abner. Abner, I've been working on these books of ours for two days. It'd take a trained seal to balance them. Ah. What do you think we ought to do? Get a trained seal. (laughs) Just look at all these mistakes you've made. Are you going to go through life acting like an idiot? Who's acting? (laughs) Well, come here and explain some of these mistakes you made in 1948. Lump, it's all I can do to make them. You'll have to get somebody else to explain them. Do you realize you've got our books in such bad shape we'll never know how we come out last year? Well, that is a relief. (laughs) Well, let well enough alone. We found out one year and we lost money. (laughs) America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. Yes, any way you look at it, America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. Number one in popularity, for more Frigidaire refrigerators serve in more American homes than any other make. Number one in thrilling new advantages, as you can see for yourself at any Frigidaire dealers. And number one in dependability, for Frigidaire refrigerators are made only by General Motors. And this association of experience with experience, of skill with skill, is your guarantee of lasting satisfaction. So when it comes to a new refrigerator for your home, remember this. The first name you think of is the right one to buy. Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. I give up on these books. Why can't you be like me, Abner? I never made a mistake. Now, look here, Lon. Seventeen years ago, you went into business with me. All right, so I made one mistake. Ah. <laughs> uh, you don't even know what money is. Money? <laughs> Why, that's... <laughs> well, go on, tell me, what is it? Oh, I, uh... Well, money's the stuff that buys the things you do without because you ain't got none of it. <laughs> well, from now on, you stay away from the bookkeeping because you can't get nothing straight. I certainly can just as sure as I'm a human being. Yeah, well, let's wait till we've got something more definite to go on. (laughs) The shape these books are in, I don't know how to figure income tax. If we made a lot of money, we might owe the government as high as $20,000. $20,000? I didn't think they'd trust us for that much. (laughs) Well, wait, we might owe the government $20,000, or they might owe us $20,000. Hot doggies, do we get a choice this year? (laughs) Say, that that Truman's all right, you know. The only choice we got is to either keep you away from the books or go through bankruptcy. Swan, I never knowed a man that had such natural talents for making mistakes. Well, now, Lom, you can just stop worrying about that right now, because I've got something here that'll absolute guarantee I'll never do nothing wrong around the store again. What is it? Your resignation? <laughs> no, it's uh, it's my New Year's resolution. Oh, them useless things. Number one, I resolve not to get into no fights in 1949. What'll you and your woman find to do in the evening? <laughs> 
Number two, I resolve not to make no more mistakes. Oh, uh-huh. not going to fight no more, you say? No, sir. Not even one tiny little argument. Abner, you can't keep them resolutes, and you know it. Oh, yes, I can. Why, well, you can't do no such I a thing. I can, too. That's silly. You ain't smart enough to keep them. Who ain't smart enough? You ain't. Oh, is that so? Yes, that's so. You're nothing but a weak-willed, spineless jelly. Ah, uh, hold on here now. You couldn't hold stick on. to nothing two minutes if you were hey, paid now, for wait, it. wait, wait, You're wait, wait. You're just a no-count hunk of nothing. Ah, right, doggies, you can't call me that and get away with it. Come on, put up your dukes. Get them up. I'll clinch with you. Come on. Ah, well, there goes resolute number one. Ah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I told you you couldn't keep them. Well, I doggies, you tricked me into that. Stand up here, you varmint. Now, hold on, Abner. Don't start another fight. The resolute's broke now. Might as well whop you and get some enjoyment. <laughs> right, now, Abner, calm down. I just wanted to prove to you how easy I could make you break your first resolute. And I could do the same with the other and just as easy. I doggies, I bet you can't. I'll bet you anything you say. Uh, $20. Well, you ain't got $20. Why? That's right, ain't it? <laughs> or I, I'll bet you, I, I, I'll, I'll bet you that span of mules I've got over at the place, they're worth that. Them mules don't belong to you, they belong to your woman. No, they don't. I own them. I just let Elizabeth use them. <laughs> Come on, put up your $20. Why, Elizabeth, it'd skin you alive if you ever lost them mules. I ain't gonna lose them. Come on, put up or shut up. All right, I'll just take that little bet. Good. Now, let's get this straight. Now, you're betting you won't make one mistake for a whole year, is it? Uh, maybe we ought to cut that down to half a year. <laughs> or two weeks. Make it two weeks. Now, I'll go you one better than that. I'll cut it down to just 12 hours. 12 hours? Yes, sir. Let's see. It's just 9 a.m. now... Better have them mules over at my place by 9 o'clock tonight sharp. Why, oh, why can't I ever learn to keep my big, fat, flapping mouth shut? Well, here, 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 Abner. You can't just sit there in that rocker for 12 hours. That's cheating. It is not. Yes, it is. You've got to be up doing the same things you do every day. What, and lose the bet? Come on, get busy. Here's some bills I want you to add up. No, no, now, Lum, you're just trying to trick me into making a mistake. You're taking an unfair advantage of me. Well, they're just simple little bills. Anybody with normal brains could add them up right. That's what I say. You're taking unfair advantage. <laughs> oh, well. All right, then. Here's a grocery order you can put up. Oh, now, wait just a minute. Whose handwriting is it in? It's in your own handwriting. There you go again. That's unfair now, Lum. <laughs> I'll do it, then. You can wait on the customer coming across the street. Yeah, that's better. I can do it. Oh, oh wait, wait. Now, I ain't going to wait on that customer. Look, Lom, it's Maud too. <laughs> I know it is. Now, dog, as long that is cheating. You know good and well I can't talk to her for two minutes without getting some mixed up. I don't know which end I'm standing on. Yeah, with you, that don't make a whole lot of difference. <laughs> Well, that woman always sounds so dad blame worried, but she changes the subject so fast you never can find out what she's worried about. Find out. Here she comes. Oh, Lord, me. Lord. Well, how do you do, Miss Tubes? How are you today? Oh, I don't know. I'm just so worried today. Oh? What are you worried about? Well, that's what's got me worried. I can't remember. <laughs> well, cheer up. It'll come to you. Abner, stand up and wait on the lady. Yeah, all right. Uh, just make yourself comfort, Miss Tubes, and I'll be with you in just, uh... Twelve hours. No, no, no. Now, you wait on her right now. All right. What is it you want, Miss Toops? Oh, uh, a can of peas. 
Yes, Mom. Large or small. Oh, it doesn't make any difference. Mr. Toops won't touch him, and I don't like him neither. <laughs> Better give me a small can of large peas. All right. Oh, no, no, make it a large can of small peas. Well, now, make up your mind. Which do you want? It doesn't matter, either one. Oh, me, all right. So hard to cook for Mr. Toops. He's got such a delicate stomach. All he can eat is fried food. <laughs> now, there you are, Miss Toops. Oh, this is wrong. I wanted a large can of small. Uh-huh. Now, wait now, Lon. That weren't my fault. I never made no mistake. Oh, yeah, we'll just see about that. Miss Toops, tell us just exactly what it was you wanted. A can of salmon. Huh? <laughs> Yes, Mom. Oh, yes, and I want a sack of black-eyed peas. Well, now, wait now. Let me get this straight. You want a can of red-eyed salmon and a sack of black-eyed socks. There's no... <laughs> Not socks. I mean black-eyed Susan. No, no. I said I wanted a can of red sock-eyed Susans and a sack of sack-eyed peas. <laughs> you never done no such a thing. You said you wanted a sack of red-eyed rocks and a cock-eyed salmon. <laughs> Abner, you made a mistake. What she wants is a crock of sad-eyed sacks and a can of See there, you can't say it neither. So that don't count again. Oh, my goodness alive. Here comes Ben Withers. Hi, doggies. Now, this is unfair, Long. No, it ain't. Everything goes, even Ben Withers. But, Long, my body can't tell what he's after. Come right out flat-footed and say, Ben, what do you want? He'll say, fine. <laughs> Get ready. Here he is. Oh. Hello, Mom. Well, Toops. Hello. Abner. All right. Here it goes. <laughs> ben, what do you want? Well, sir, Abner, right. What'd you say? <laughs> what do you want? Play. <laughs> well, get it yourself, then. <laughs> I'm busy waiting on cockeyed Susan. I mean, Maud Sam. <laughs> what was it you asked for, Miss Toops? Well, I said that... My landlady wants me to get something for the gophers around the place. <laughs> what do you suggest? Law, Ben, I don't know. What do they like? <laughs> no, Abner, you're confused. She wants to get rid of the gophers. Well, she'll never do it pampering them that way. How about that can of salmon? Oh, I don't think that'd have much effect on them. No, you're right. I, I better get Mr. Toots something else. But well, I'll think it over and call you later. Well, I'll make it 12 hours later. Man, I got through that. I ain't lost a bet yet, Lom. No, but you ain't done waiting on Ben yet, neither. I, I believe I better go eat. Now, you've done it... Go ahead now. Take care of Ben. All right. Hey, let's see, Ben. You and some gophers wanted something for your landlady. <laughs> Fine. But now, Abner, before you suggest anything, let me tell you that I've already tried the exhaust pipe method for eradicating gophers. Ah. Uh -huh. I learned this method from a popular young Mount Ity club man, Flieger Zinkafu. Ah. <laughs> uh -huh. And here's how we did it. 
I and my landlady placed one end of an ordinary garden hose in a gopher hole and fastened the other end to the exhaust pipe of a car parked nearby. Then I instructed my landlady to get in the car, start the motor, and push the gas pedal down to the floorboard and hold it there until I told her to let up. Now, what happened? Two days later, I got a telegram from her from Tulsa, Oklahoma. (laughs) The message said, Now? Well, what about the gophers, Dan? Oh, they stayed here. Well, Ben, what do you want to get from? Trapped or poisoned? Yeah. Uh, wrap it up. <coughs> now, just a minute, Ben. Go ahead, Edna. You hear what the man said. Rob it up. Long he never said, oh, my goodness, alive, there comes Ezra Seastrong. This is the worst one day I ever had. The worst one. I got some big news for you. For me? Yeah, yeah. Tonight's the lodge meeting with J.F. Bigelow's, I guess. Oh, my goodness, I'd clean forgot about that. Well, now, about them gophers. Abner, how can you even mention gophers when we're talking about Mr. Bigelow, the grand worshipful high royal imperial Claxon Eastern Division? From the national headquarters in Cleveland, Ohio. Grannies, Ezra, I'm glad you reminded me. I wouldn't miss that for all the money in the world. Is Mr. Biglow here yet? Yeah, yeah, he's here all right. But Walt Bates broke his leg. Broke Mr. Biglow's leg? No, he's old. <laughs> uh, Walt was supposed to present the gold wristwatch to Mr. Biglow tonight. Yeah, yeah, but now, love, you got to do it. Me? Oh, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I did. Oh, no, granny. The grand exhausted high royal. Oh, I couldn't do it. Where's the watch? <laughs> right here in this here box. Oh, ain't she a beauty? Hi, right, grannies, let me see that thing. Yeah. Now, when you when you get done looking at it, put it back in the box and rub it up pretty, and I'll see you at the lodge hall tonight. Yeah, all right, Ezra. Imagine me presenting this to Mr. Biglow. Here, Abner, put this back in the box and wrap it up for me. I got to run across the street and get a bottle of mustache dye. I'll be back directly. It went out long, now. Oh, what a day! Wish I knowed how to get out of all this. Abner, how would some of this rat poison do? <laughs> No, thanks, Ben. <laughs> it says on the bottle here, good for bulls and gophers. Oh, them things. Hey, wait a minute, Ben. I got to figure out what it is I'm supposed to do for long. I get some mixed up. Good for gophers. Now, there's a funny thing. Here's a bottle of stuff that'd kill anything else, but it's good for gophers. <laughs> I don't know. I'd be sure and get it wrong if I told you. Well, I'll wrap it up and I'll take it with me. There's the box for it there. Yeah, all right. Uh, let's see now. What was I doing here? Oh, yeah, the package, the package, yeah. Are you going to the big lodge meeting tonight? No, sir. As quick as I can get out of here, I'm going to crawl under something and hide till my 12 hours is up. How's that? Have you got the package ready, Abner? I've got to rush home and iron my suit before time for the meeting. Yeah, yeah, here you are, Lom, and good luck to you tonight. Yeah, you're welcome, Abner. So long. So long. Thank goodness I won't have to see him no more today. Uh, What was it I was supposed to do for you now, Ben? Well, you were going to wrap up a box for me, but this doesn't seem to be the right box. Oh, my goodness, I've done it, I've done it, I've given Lom the poison. On the, on the bottle, it said it's only good for moles and gophers. 
I dog is Ben. I've just got to get that package back. If Lum finds out I've made a mistake, I'll lose my mules, my warmer, and wreck the lodge to boot. Why? <laughs> Everybody, Happy New Year. It might be happy for you, Mr. Niles, but so far it sure ain't been for me. Why, what's your trouble? Having difficulty making your New Year's resolutions? No, I've done made them. That's my trouble. Out of the two I made, so far I broke a total of two. Already? Yeah, this was a fast year for me. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to hear that, Abner. I was hoping your resolutions would turn out as good as mine. Oh, why? What did you resolute for the new year? Well, I'll tell you. I'm promising to be as helpful as I can to everybody. And, you know, it's going to be pretty easy to keep that resolution because the Frigidaire people help me a lot. All I have to do is to mention the name Frigidaire, and I'm starting to help people. Now, here it is, January 2nd. Tomorrow's Monday, the first wash day of the year. What could be more helpful than my telling people about that wonderful Frigidaire automatic washer? The only automatic washer that's all porcelain. Now, there's a new kind of washer that gets clothes and linens cleaner than you ever dream possible because it gives them the rolling water treatment with Frigidaire's exclusive live water action. That's right. Rolling currents of water carry clothes up to the surface of the tub, down through the suds to the bottom, over and over again. And all the while, water is surging through every bit of fabric, getting dirt out safely and surely. Law me, will Elizabeth's Frigidaire automatic washer do all that? Why, certainly. Oh, uh, that poor woman. And the same live water action that washes clothes clean rinses them bright. Then Frigidaire's rapid-dry spin gets clothes so dry they're light and easy to handle. Many things can be ironed right away. Oh, me poor Elizabeth. And think, no woman ever has to put her hands in water. All you do to use the Frigidaire automatic washer is put in clothes and soap and touch a dial. That's all. For clothes and linens that need extra drying before they can be ironed, there's the Frigidaire Automatic Electric Dryer. And for completely carefree ironing, there's the Frigidaire Electric Ironer. Oh, I tell you, Abner, when I mention things like that this coming year, I'll probably set a record for helpfulness. Oh, that poor little woman of mine. Well, here now, what's this all about? Well, Elizabeth has always said if she could ever get any spare time, she'd like to do some reading. And now that new washer's going to give her all that time, and I just have to think of something. Mm -hmm. She can't read. <laughs> well, Abner, I can't stand out here talking to you all night. I've got to get inside to the lodge meeting. Yeah, well, now, wait, Ben. You've got to help me figure out how to get hold of that package with the poison in it for Mr. Biglow on Rothschild. Yes. I tried every way in the world to get it away from Lum, and he hung on to it like his life depended on it. Well, why don't you just tell Lum that he's got a bottle of poison instead of the gold watch? Well, if I do that, I'll lose the bet. If I can just stall this thing off till 9 o'clock, I'll be all right. Well, considering the furor that package is going to cause at the meeting tonight, I think it'll be best for you to go ahead and lose the bet. Oh, Lord, Ben, I couldn't do that. Why, if I ever lost them mules... Elizabeth would separate me just sure as a world. <laughs> Why, Why, she loves them mules just like her own brother. <laughs> Fact says that blue nose one looks like her brother. <laughs> well, 
<clears throat> well, now, I wouldn't say the mule is actually that bad looking. But I will say he's just as stubborn. <laughs> well, I still think in view of all that the lodge means to all of us great foreign vows, it'd be better to make the sacrifice. But Ben Elizabeth couldn't pull that plow without the mule. <laughs> oh, well, she could, but there wouldn't be nobody to guide it. <laughs> You're bound to determine not to let Lum find out about this. There's absolutely nothing you can do. And I'll help you do it. <laughs> well, good. Now, uh, Ben, if we can just keep delaying the meeting, maybe I can get a chance to get that package before Lum presents it to him. Yes. Sounds highly possible. Possibly. Now, here's one of the things we can try, Ben. When the meeting starts, I'll get away. You all set with your speech, Lum? Oh, yeah, yeah. I got a humdinger studied up, Avery. Uh, Granny's my speech is so great it'll knock Mr. Bigelow dead. Your speech don't, the present will. <laughs> Abner, what are you doing up here on the platform? You ain't one of the speakers. Well, I just thought I'd sit up here and keep you company, Lum. I ain't lonesome. Well, here. <laughs> Let me hold that package for you so it won't get lost. Abner, huh? get your lunch hooks off of that. And go sit down there with the little owls where you belong. You love, love, if I call Mr. Bigelow, hey, you ain't met him yet, have you? No, I ain't. Well, I'll introduce you. Now, but be careful what you say to him. He's awful picky. It's upset if things don't just suit him. Well, don't worry. I'll win him over with my domino personality. <laughs> don't mind that now. Oh, uh, uh, Mr. Bigelow, I'd like to have you shake hands with our low neophyte, both assistant, junior Carson, Lum Meadows. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. I'm proud to uh, make... Can we get things rolling here, Mr. Seastrong? Yes, sir. You bet, Mr. Bigelow. I'm proud Let's to... get on the ball. I'm proud... Get things in high gear. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Yes, sir. I'm yes, proud sir. to... Hey, hush up, Lom. You ain't got nothing to be so proud of. <laughs> all right, all right, fellow members. Let's all simmer down. The regular meeting of the Pine Ridge chapter... Southern Division of the Royal Order of the Great Horned Owls will come to order. Brother Seastrong. Yes, Brother Peabody. I make a motion we discuss plans for a New Year's dance. I'd like to remind Brother Peabody that we had the New Year's dance two nights ago. <laughs> well, it, it, it'd be more interesting discussing it now. <laughs> Did you see who Tom Forster was dancing with? Well, this sure ain't the place for that I kind of talk. Will the majestic little horn clacton please read the minutes of the last meeting? Please. <clears throat> <laughs> <laughs> the last meeting was duly called to order by... I beg your pardon. Was duly called to order <laughs> by eminent medium royal Claxon Seastrunk. The following members were present. Uh, I, I didn't get their names. <laughs> However, those who were present will recall they were here. <laughs> so in order to get an accurate check on tonight's meeting, will all those who are absent please raise their hands? <laughs> what do you know? Full membership tonight. <laughs> The meeting was closed without further business. Thank you, Brother Withers. All in favor accepting the minutes as read, 
signify by saying aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. <laughs> Who said that? I did. What's the reason for your objection? Do you have to have a reason? <laughs> All right, then, I'll make a motion at the lodge recess for five minutes to give me time to study up a reason. I, I want to stick by the rules. Uh, Brother Seastrong. I recognize Brother Edwards. Well, that ain't nothing to brag about. You've known him for 30 years. <laughs> Brother Seastrong, I'll make a motion that you request Brother Peabody to sit down and shut up. Uh, George, I second the motion. You heard the motion, and it's been seconded. All them in favor, say aye. Aye. Opposed? Aye. <laughs> Motion carried. You hear it, Abner? Sit down and shut up. I demand a recount. <laughs> the brother is out of order. He's been in that shape ever since I've known him. <laughs> but now, fellow members, we come to the high point of tonight's meeting. We are on comely honored this evening to have with us our grand, exalted classman, Mr. J. Francis Biglow. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Eminence, medium, royal Claxon Seastrunk. Majestic little horn Claxon Withers. Low neophyte, fourth assistant Claxon Edwards. Great horned owls of the Upper Roost Council. Intermediate hoot owls of the Lower Roost. <laughs> Brother Novice Barn Owls and Brother Inferior Screech Owls. Well, Lom, I, I've got to tell you something. Abner, get off the platform. It is indeed a pleasure to visit some of our smaller outlying chapters and see uh, how they operate, which reminds me of a rather humorous story. Thank you, Mr. Biglow. <laughs> We have a special surprise for you. Get away, Abner. This is my big moment. Uh, Brother Edwards, will you please stand up here and deliver the special tribute to our grand platform? Lom, that package you got. Get away, Abner. Yes, sir, Brother Seastrom. But, Lom, I'm trying... Uh, Mr. Biglow, old grand, exalted, worshipful, high royal imperial Claxon Eastern Division, on behalf of myself and the brothers of the Pine Ridge Chapter Southern Division... I wish to present you with a little token which I hope will convey our sentiments to you. Mom. This little gift will show you how we feel about the work you've done for the Lodge and also how we feel about you personally. Listen, Mom. And it is our sincere wish that you take this and think of us until you die. Which won't be long. Well, thank you very much indeed. You don't know what this does to me to find out how my fellow Lodge brothers think of me. Go on, unwrap it. <laughs> uh, say, uh, why don't you take it back to Cleveland, unwrap it there? It might be more of a surprise. <laughs> Never get away. Hurry up, Mr. Biglow. Oh, yes. Uh, this is a strange box. Good for moles and gophers. Wait a minute here. Uh-oh. Abner Peabody, what have you did now? Well, Lom, I I've been trying to... Oh, huh? Look what's inside. A beautiful wristwatch. Huh? Well, this is mighty splendid of you all. Yes, indeed. Just what I wanted. You certainly fooled me for a minute with that box it was in. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. This is a mighty fine watch. Now, let's see. Well, it's set right on time, too. Nine o'clock. Nine o'clock? 
Ah, oh, doggies, long, my time's up. Give me my $20. <laughs> Here's an important question. Would you like to have more room to keep perishable foods in a kitchen that may already be a little overcrowded? Then see the new Frigidaire refrigerators with a special Frigidaire design that gives you far more food storage space in the same kitchen space. And remember, only Frigidaire refrigerators are powered by the meter miser, the simplest coal-making mechanism ever built. The new Lum & Abner show is brought to you each week with the best wishes of your Frigidaire dealer and Frigidaire division of General Motors, manufacturers of the complete line of home appliances, air conditioners, and commercial refrigeration equipment. Ben Withers is played by Clarence Hartzell. The script is written by Roz Rogers and Betty Boyle, with music by Felix Mills. So until next Sunday night, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles saying good night for Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. Now stay tuned for Cabin B-13, which follows immediately over most of these same stations. This is CBS, the Columbia.